Who really was the Pied Piper? The English poet Robert Browning immortalised the story of the Pied Piper in the 1800s with his poem The Pied Piper of Browning. It's a story that was told to children from generation to generation and it gained a permanent place alongside the brothers' grim fairy tales of Snow White and Sleeping Beauty. This tale of the Pied Piper, however, while as rich and fantastical in folkloric expression as these fairy tales, is actually based on a true event. It took place in the small rural town of Brunswick, in the county of Hamelin, near Hanover in Germany. The year was 1284 AD, and the event was recorded in the official town records, and later memorialised in a stained glass window of the church there. This window, which displayed the record of the missing children, was destroyed along with the church in a blaze in 1660. However, a number of written accounts, held in other places, have survived. The mountain where the children disappeared is called Poppenberg, and it's a tree-covered mountain within the Haas National Park. Inside the park, there are hidden villages with quaint timber-framed homes, old castles, and closed-down mines. The story of the Pied Piper goes that in the village, a plague of rats descended. They ate their way through all the stores of food, attacked and bit people while they slept, and generally terrified everyone with their wild rampaging. As the villagers faced a rapidly diminishing food supply, and with the town's officials running out of ideas on how to try to drive the rats out of town, an emergency meeting was held at the town hall. The villagers were furious, and they were scared, and they demanded an urgent resolution to the catastrophe. The town councillors retreated to a private room to debate what to do, when suddenly there was a knock at the door. The mayor instructed the person on the other side of the door to enter, and as the poem describes, in came a rather mysterious person. Says Browning, in did come the strangest figure, a wandering fellow with a gypsy coat of red and yellow, and he himself was tall and thin, and lips where smiles went out and in. There was no guessing his kith and kin. It's as if my great-grandsire, starting up at the Tomb of Doom's tone, had walked this way from his painted tomb. The figure standing in the doorway looks like a walking cadaver, brightly dressed, yet looking like the living dead. He tells the mayor that for a price, he is able to solve their problems. He says, I'm able, by means of a secret charm, to draw all creatures beneath the sun after me. People call me the Pied Piper. The councillors find themselves intrigued by this odd-looking man and almost hypnotised by him. They were also desperate. However, they all agreed that the price he was asking was much too high, yet they were at their wit's end. And so finally, the mayor agreed he would pay the Piper if he could drive out the hordes of rats from the village. So, the strange-looking fellow got to work. Says the poem, Into the street the piper stepped, smiling first a little smile, as if he knew what magic slept in his quiet pipe. From street to street he piped, advancing, and step for step they followed dancing. Well, as if by some miracle, all the rats followed faithfully behind him. With his magical pipe the rats ran behind him as he played his curious tune, and as he reached the river Weser, the rats threw themselves into the water and drowned. The villagers were so relieved that the rats were gone. However, the piper had named his price for the job, and now the mayor decided not to pay. Over the years, 
This tale has been interpreted as an allegory about greedy corporate types who cheat their poorer fellow man. And yet, very strangely, the majority of the older historical accounts and records of the incident do not mention a plague of rats at all. But they do all mention the missing children. In the story, the mayor offers the Pied Piper only a trifle of the summer greed. The strangely dressed, cadaver-like figure is not happy with this. He tells the mayor threateningly, Folks who put me in a passion may find me piped to another fashion. It's a very dangerous threat, and yet the mayor does not understand what the piper means by it, until he demonstrates. The piper begins to play his pipe once more, but this time it's not the rats who follow him as he plays his mystical tune. It's all the village children who are following blindly behind him, just like the rats did, as though hypnotised by his music, as though they have no power to resist him. The children follow the piper unfalteringly, all of them following him in unison, forming a long procession behind his bright coattails as he leads them out of the village and into the forest. The mayor and his officials and all of the children's parents seem unable to physically move to run after them and try to stop them. It's as if they've all been frozen on the spot. As the children reach the mountainside, so the poem goes, a wondrous portal opened wide as if a cavern was suddenly hollowed. Well in go the piper and all the children, never to be seen again. This is the poetic version. However, many written historical accounts also appear to back up this story, aside from the plague of rats itself, which is curious indeed. Who was this odd and disturbing character who arrived to lead the children away? The first historical account in the stained glass window of the village church doesn't speak of rats at all or of a piper. After this, probably the earliest known written record is that found in the Declan Lude of Hamelin's chorus book, written in the late 1380s, in which there is an account in Latin by an eyewitness to the event. However, we do not meet the Pied Piper until the Lewenberg manuscript from the 1440s, which says, In 1284, on June the 26th, by a piper clothed in many colours, 130 children were seduced and lost near the hillside. Then in 1556, we have J. Fincelius de Miraculis Temporis, translated as the Miracles of Time which also describes the story and determines that the piper is the devil. It is not until the Chronicles of Zimmern by the Count F. von Zimmern around 1560 that the rats are mentioned in the tale. Does this suggest that the real reason for the disappearance of all of the children from the village had nothing at all to do with the rat infestation? The first time the tale is written in the English language is in 1605 in the Restitution of Decayed Intelligence by a Richard Verstegan. He suggests that the children reappeared in Transylvania. There are no doubts in any of the records that the children did indeed disappear en masse in a real event, but what happened to them? There are varying views about this. One theory is that the children were victim to the Black Plague. However, surely the plague would have killed old and young, not just the children. And the most prevalent time of the Black Plague in Europe was between 1347 and 1351. This was almost a century after the children disappeared. 
Another theory is that the children could have been taken to fight as child soldiers in the Crusades. Indeed, the term children could have been a euphemism for the young men of the village going off to fight, without any real choice in the matter, and then they were killed on the battlefield. The children's crusade, in which thousands of children marched to the Holy Land, with many dying on the way or being sold into servitude, happened in 1212, however, more than 30 years before the Pied Piper arrived in Hamelin. And while there was also fighting in Europe over various territories too, this was not taking place in Germany in 1284 AD. And so, why would young men from that particular rural village have been taken to fight as child soldiers? Some advanced researchers, including linguist Jürgen Udolf, suggest the theory that the young men of the village were emigres. He said bishops and dukes of Pomerania and Brandenburg sent out glib locators, or recruitment officers, who would offer riches for those who were willing to move to new lands. Some of them were brightly dressed, and all were silver-tongued. Well, this linguist believed that the children were relocated to Poland after finding similar surnames in the population there. But wouldn't their parents have gone too? In 1650, Jesuit monk Athanasius Kirchner spoke of having seen a Transylvanian journal in which there were descriptions of kidnapped folk from the village, living in a Saxon colony in Transylvania, not Poland. Indeed, Robert Browning's poem cites, In Transylvania there's a tribe of alien people who ascribe the outlandish ways and dress of their neighbours to the fathers and mothers having risen out of some subterranean prison into which they were trepanned a long time ago out of Hamelin. Trepanned meaning kidnapped. Curiously, however, he adds, But how or why, they don't understand. Again, indicating the mystery enshrouding this event. He is saying that they have no recollection of how they got there. Then there is researcher Wolfgang Meider who said he found historical documents to show that the people from the village had settled in Romania. Other researchers say that just because similar surnames were found in other countries, it does not make for corroboration or proof they went to any of these countries. And if the villagers all relocated, not just the children, wouldn't the historical records in 1264 have mentioned this? All records say only the children disappeared from the village, not their parents. Many documentarians in earlier centuries interpreted the tale of the piper as being without doubt the devil, who had transported the children to hell itself. In Robert Burton's 1621, The Anatomy of Melancholy, like some before him, he writes, In likeness of a piper, the devil carried away the children that were never seen after. On St Mary Magdalene's day, the devil went about the streets visibly in human form, piped and allured many children, boys and girls, and led them through the town gate towards a mountain. There he disappeared with the numerous children. While Heob Fincillus, in 1556, also gives his account of the devil arriving in Hamelin, while others thought the piper was a demon. The villagers were less literate than in contemporary times, and so the keeping of journals and diaries would have been less prevalent. So it's difficult to find first-hand accounts of the event, but it is curious that no official town records exist explaining the cause of the vanishing of the children. The story has been passed down through generation across Europe as a fairy tale, with most people not realising it's a true story, and yet the fate of the children remains unknown. 
The most intriguing theory is that the children vanished into another world or another dimension. Perhaps this is the case, no matter how fantastical this sounds, for when the mayor of the village refuses to pay the money he agreed to the piper, the gaudily dressed piper replies, I can't wait, I've promised to visit Baghdad by dinner time. Is this simply literary license and fantasy in the poem, or did Browning wish to infer that the strange fellow was in fact a man possessed of supernatural abilities and able to reappear in the city of Baghdad in another country thousands of miles away in the same day? How could he do this other than by supernatural means, or by time travel, or teleportation? And the poem says, as they reached the mountainside, a wondrous portal opened wide. Some huge cavern suddenly appeared in the hillside and swallowed up the children, who some say then reappeared in some far-off country, though town records make no mention of them ever reappearing again. The translation of the words in the historical town records state that the piper took the children to the place of execution, which have led some historians to state that the children were ritually sacrificed to the devil. However, the term place of execution more rationally could be explained as the spot or the place in which the event or action took place, that being their abduction rather than that they were literally killed by execution. Well, interestingly, the instrument which the Pied Piper played is one of the world's first musical instruments, and it became known as the flute. The ancient Etruscans would use their flutes to lure wild boars into traps. Ovid wrote in Metamorphoses of Pan, the horned god of the forests, who sat beside the river fashioning reeds from the riverbank to make a musical instrument. Pan is depicted with the upper body of a human, with the lower body of a goat, and a goat's head with horns on its head. Being the guardian of the forest, his reputation was that he would cause terror in the woods to unsuspecting travellers who ventured into his domain. Some biblical scholars say this goat man was produced by the fallen angels who procreated with women and produced hideous, contorted creatures with supernatural powers. Could a Pied Piper have been one of these? And yet, in appearance, the piper looked more like a ghost or a zombie. It was as though he had risen up from the grave and come back to life. So who was this walking dead figure? And where did he take the children? Mm -hmm.